It is Huddle Up. J.P. Shadrick with you from the Team Hotel in Troy, Michigan as the Jaguars and the Detroit Lions get joint practices underway earlier today. Plenty to get to on the show coming up today. We'll review the first joint practice. The Jaguars and the Lions in full pads today. Jaguars D-line, Lions O-line going at it in one-on-one drills and vice versa. We'll get some a breakdown of some of those performances today. Another practice on the books tomorrow. And then Saturday is preseason week two at Ford Field in downtown Detroit as the Lions entertain the Jacksonville Jaguars. Huddle up with Bucky Brooks is brought to you by Fields Auto Group Jacksonville. Step up to luxury, fieldsauto.com. No Bucky today. John Osher is here, though. Jeff Lagerman is with us here in Troy, Michigan. Thanks for hopping on, Logs. Appreciate hey, thank, that. Thanks for having me. And uh, by the way, I was just telling you guys, I feel honored to be able to sit in for Bucky Brooks. And Bucky Brooks, I mean, is he getting a little bit of payback from Johnny Manziel? I saw him in the uh, the series about Johnny in, Manziel. In the Netflix thing? Yeah, he yeah. was he was at a table at the Combine interviewing Johnny Manziel, and he looked so young. That was a long hey, time Johnny ago. Johnny or Bucky? <laughs> Bucky. <laughs> Bucky. Both of them. <laughs> right. No, that was good. Uh, plenty to get to today, of course, after the first joint practice. Let's hear from Doug Peterson before practice on – what to expect from these two practices at Allen Park? It's not about, you know, who's the tougher man. It's about getting good work in. And uh, there's, it's going to be physical. I mean, that's just the way padded practices are. Um, you know, our guys understand, you know, that, that uh, we're here to work and, and, and to get, get some quality time, you know, done. That was before practice today. They go out with full pads today. A few chippy moments, but really nothing over the edge today, which is really good work, John, by this uh, these two teams, both up-and-coming teams, talking to Evan Ingram after practice, that you know, they're kind of in the same ballpark, same idea, right? NFC for the Lions, finished strong last year. The Jaguars did what they did. They're kind of ascending franchises, so – there's a lot of respect out there on the field today. Well, I want to get uh, Jeff's thoughts on this in a minute, but it seemed I missed the first maybe seven or eight minutes because I was over uh, shooting Jaguars AM. But once I got out there, all the feedback, everything you saw was that the Jaguars defense, especially the pass rush, had a pretty good day against a pretty good offensive line. Looked like the Lions offense later on had some success. But in the NFL, offenses are going to have success when there's as much talent as the Lions have. Jeff, I'm wondering if you saw the same thing. Uh, pretty good day for the front seven for the Jaguars. I thought it was arguably the best day for the pass rush in one-on-one. Which, uh, All of camp. Yeah, I mean, really? and, and here's the thing. Look, I, I was really looking forward to watching the one-on-one drill because the Detroit Lions have two of the best tackles that there is in the National Football mm-hmm. League, maybe the best tandem, uh, with Panay Sewell at right tackle, Taylor Decker at left tackle. I mean, a really good tandem. And I thought that uh, Trayvon Walker, Josh Allen had very productive days, um, arguably their best days. And that's what you want to see against uh, premier competition. Now, the chippiness that uh, you alluded to, I, yeah. I, I think it was a little bit more than just a little bit. Uh, the Detroit Lions look like they're trying to build an identity on defense. And those guys were the ones that were kind of crossing the line. Yeah, that was more on the Lions. It defense. was on them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, they were crossing the line. And the Jaguars offensive players were like, wait a minute. And in fact, at one point, I mean, there were 
both teams leaving the sidelines on opposite sides of the field to meet in the middle, yep. and uh, there was more, more than a little well, bit of pushing and shoving going on. Right, but the point is, and Evan made this point after practice, you, you can go up to the edge of that and protect your guys they and do things like that. There's it. no punches thrown. There's none of that stuff going on. It, there was a At little least, bit of those skirmishes. Well, if you're going to do it, just make sure nobody sees it. <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? Of course, leave it to Jeff Logan. <laughs> you know? like an ex-player. Set yeah. a tone, right? Well, yeah, yeah I mean, set a tone and then just make <laughs> sure that you don't get over the line or at least get perceived across that line. The other part of the one-on-ones today, uh, obviously this Lions defensive line is stocked with big names, young talent, the whole deal against the Jaguars tackles on the outside. Walker Little, Anton Harrison, who actually left practice early today, kind of favoring that shoulder again. Uh, what did you make of those groups today? Well, when, when they went to one-on-one, okay, they're – they were literally, if, if I was standing the, in the middle, okay, and uh, Selly's here, uh, Trent Balky's here, I mean, we're at the per- perfect position because we can literally go watch the defense pass rush one-on-one, turn your head to the right, and then watch the offense against the Detroit Lions and pass rush mm-hmm. one-on-one. And, uh, and it was a great venue point. And I can tell you, Aiden Hutchinson got stoned a few times against Anton Harrison. And Anton Harrison, I thought, was was really good. Not only was his feet good, but he really showed an ability to anchor, which is what I had a little bit of concern about, not a lot. And so I thought he had a, a really good day. So I, I think there was some really good things on both sides of it. And then you brought up the, the shoulder after that one-on-one drill in that yeah. team period. Anton Harrison had to come out and was in a noticeable amount of pain. And he's wearing a harness. And for people that don't know what a harness is, a shoulder harness, there's a uh, kind of a uh, cloth canvas material that goes around the chest and then it connects to a cuff that goes around the arm. And what it's designed to do, and there's a connection between the two. And it's designed to keep the arm from getting away from the chest body too far to help protect the shoulder a little bit. And it's something that he's wearing. And if he had a problem with the shoulder earlier in camp and then it grabbed him like that today in, in camp, my, I'm not an expert here, but I've worn those shoulder harnesses before and it was usually an indication there's something wrong and it probably needs fixing, but, you know, it's, you can still play with it. Straight yeah, hopefully he'll get, you know, shut him down for the rest of preseason. Maybe. I mean, I'm just speculating. Maybe give him some rest for the regular season at this point. Well, which is tough for a rookie. He's still got to get yeah, time out there. Yeah, and he's a young player. You yeah. want to give him the yeah. rest. And look, and hopefully it's not something that needs fixed, that it just needs rest and they're being overly cautious with the whole harness thing. But to, I can tell you this I mean, a first round pick, he's a right tackle. You're going to be losing your starting left tackle, Cam Robinson, for what, four games to start the season out. Josh Wells went out with an injury today. Yeah, which didn't look good. With some kind of an injury. We don't know exactly what it is. I mean, so now all of a sudden, what a position that you felt like was very deep once you started training camp in a matter of one day, you go, oh, well, yeah. wait a minute here. It's a little concerning. Let's come back in a moment. Plenty more ahead, recapping the first joint practice for the Jaguars and the Lions in Detroit today. And if you're a Jags fan who's always on the move, we've got the perfect plan for you with our bundle at the bank. You can purchase tickets to three or more games starting at just 58 bucks per game. Get the flexibility you want for your time this fall. Visit jaguars.com slash tickets or call 904-633-2000. This is Huddle Up. There's moments throughout a course of a, an NFL year where there's there's games, there's 
you know, uh, situations. It might be, could be an injury to your team, whatever it might be that, that kind of um, spurs a little bit inside of everybody, coaches and players. And, and uh, obviously that was a, that was a moment that wasn't our best. And, and uh, we, we seemed to kind of figure it out from there and, and, and flip it, flip it around after that. Head coach Doug Peterson and rehashing the week 13 game last year where the Lions hung a 40 burger on the Jags, 40 to 14. But it was the beginning of the great run for the Jags. Welcome back. It's Huddle Up, JP Shadrick, John Osier, Jeff Lagerman in for Bucky. And uh, we're here in the Detroit area at the team hotel after joint practices today and tomorrow at Allen Park, the home of the Lions, today in pads. I don't believe pads tomorrow. We're breaking down some of the action earlier today. And, uh, John, you and I talked about it right after practice. Logs, I, I, I think I might have been standing near you. I don't know if you saw it or not. Was To me, the play of the day was Devin Lloyd stepping back in coverage. I think it was the first snap of, like, the regular middle of the field 11 on 11. Drifting back in coverage, one-handed, right-hand interception. Makes a great play off Jared Goff. That's a good sign. I mean, what a fantastic play for Lloyd. What what kind of camp have you seen out of Devin, well, guys? It looks to me like, like he's seeing it better, like he's more aware, and he certainly thinks so. And uh, talking to Josh after practice, he certainly thinks so. Um, when he's around the ball, he makes plays. He's athletic. Uh, I guess I would again defer to Logs. Do you feel like you're seeing a little more awareness out of him this year? Uh, to me, it seems like you are. Uh, you, one, the one thing I think is v- it's very noticeable is that he looks to foyer less when Which the, is, when the yeah. huddle breaks and then when the communication is happening when they're on the field. Which last year, at times, I mean, I hate to say this, Devin was like looking at foyer the whole time and then looking at the offense, kind of getting the gauge. What am I supposed to do? And then where am I supposed to be? And and when you play linebacker you can't do that you're the one that has to be directing the traffic and and then your mind has to be clear uh, clear and free so that you can be an athlete and you can anticipate so your focus is on what they're doing as an offense instead of what I have to do and so that's a good sign so far and and, he, and he's like a magnet isn't mm-hmm. he with the ball and the ball's like a, when a he's metal around ball. It, it it gets in his hands and it's funny Jeff I hadn't talked to you about this I didn't tell Devin Lloyd what you had just said because you just said it now. Without being prompted this morning when I was talking to him, he said the exact same thing you did. He said last year when I was breaking the huddle, I'm paraphrasing this, but when they broke the huddle, he had this instinct of wanting to see the call sheet again, you know, and just sort of wishing he could see it one more time to make sure. And he said now when he makes the call, meaning Foy, when he makes the call in the huddle, he's out and he's ready to go. So it's interesting that you use that terminology and that anecdote and he said without you prompting, hey, that's what I'm feeling. That's so, why I watch the film, yeah. Johnny. Well, yeah, well, I was giving more credit to him than you, but you go ahead and take credit. You're fine. No, no and, and, and here's the thing. You love the guy. Yeah. Uh, you love the guy because he is such a good guy. He works his tail off. And the, the gold standard for the linebackers in Jaguars history is who? Paul Puzlesny. Sure. Right, I mean, yeah. I mean, there were some great linebackers. Don't get me wrong. Right. Kevin Hardy was a great player, but I'm talking about the gold standard as far as the guy that had the work ethic, the knowledge, the availability was there all the time, right. and I think we have another one in the making here because he's just so committed. I mean, here's a guy that think about this now: the mandatory minicamp, 
all the players that attended all the off-season workouts, the OTAs, and then were there working out, were given a free pass that they didn't have to attend the mandatory minicamp. Mm-hmm. Josh Allen didn't have that luxury because wasn't he wasn't here. around, That's okay, right. with the contract, you know, negotiation that was going on. And uh, so Devin Lloyd could have went home and ate Cheetos on the couch in his underwear watching cartoons. Like JP. Like yeah. JP does. I mean, what's exactly. wrong with that? <laughs> and he didn't. He, he chose right. to participate in the mandatory minicamp because he felt that it was valuable for him to get the reps. I mean, I was dedicated, but I probably would have been eating Cheetos. <laughs> <laughs> but, I know, I give him credit because, I mean, he's that guy of a, right. of a likable guy. And you root for him, and the, he is like a magnet when he's around the ball, and he's so daggum athletic. The one thing he's not, he's not a blazing fast guy. And so if you're not fast, because like go back to Pazlesny and who played alongside him, Telvin Smith. Right. Telvin Smith was blazing fast. They got there at the same time. Paz got there because he anticipated. Telvin got there because he was, he was there fast. Well, if... Devin Lloyd, who doesn't have blazing speed, if he can get the mental aspect of it down, he's such a freak athletically, he can do some great things if he gets the understanding of the defense. And it's getting, like I said, you can see that there's signs that it's coming to him, and and that's encouraging. And the way he explained to me last year, at that position, that split second of waiting and watching, it doesn't take very long. It doesn't have to be an entire second. It can just be a half a step makes all the difference in the world. So if he makes up that half a step, he's there more often this year. Uh, give, give you an example. If, if I'm a half a step slow at linebacker, okay, and here's a 350-pound guard, or let's be reasonable, 325-pound guard, okay, and he has six inches of angle on me, mm-hmm. okay, six inches of angle makes all the difference in the world for an approach with a defender to take on a block to be in a favorable position. So if Devin Lloyd has the instincts and the understanding and the anticipation to eliminate that six-inch lag or, you know, the, the, to get on top of six inches the other way, mm-hmm. then all of a sudden he's in a, in a position of power. And so that's the type of thing that can make all the difference in the world. And also six inches between him and the ball. Six inches between him and getting a pass breakup. Six yeah, inches about, between making a tackle. Yeah, that's big. And think about him, as you said, when he's around the ball, he recovers or, or intercepts it. So he's a turnover maker, a linebacker, which you can probably count on one hand in the league, the number of linebackers you think, okay, they're going to create a lot of turnovers. Even not being aware last year, he had three interceptions. Boy, what is he when he's aware? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, this is Huddle Up, J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman, John Osher. Glad you're with us from the team hotel in Troy, Michigan. Hey, so – we mentioned a couple of the offensive uh, injuries today on the offensive line. There was one on the defensive line today as well. Foley Fadakasi left practice today, and obviously that's, a, it, I guess, looked like a lower right leg. Not sure exactly, no official He word told on that. somebody afterward that he was okay. You, it, you know, you hope that's not just the player uh, being brave and saying he's okay, but uh, I really hope he's okay because it felt yeah. to me like he was uh, twice the players, right? I think but that he was be, being the player that they thought they were getting last year when they signed him, he was a lot closer to it. And if you if you package him and Hamilton and uh, Roy Robertson-Harris, you've got a good defensive three up there. I think he's pretty important to this thing, Jeff. Yeah, he's uh, one, of, one of three of the big, strong dudes, right? right. Devon Hamilton, Roy Robertson-Harris, and uh, Foley Fadakasi are the three big, strong dudes. And uh, availability is key. 
okay? And last year he missed a lot of games with injury and wasn't able to find a groove with his defense. And I was hoping that he would be able to stay healthy. And I don't know if it's a, it looked like a foot, ankle, whatever it may be. Hopefully he's okay mm-hmm. because uh, he's been having a pretty good camp so far. We'll see what happens with him moving ahead. Hey, Jags fans, want customized Jaguars furniture for your home? Well, check out ZipChair.com and browse all customizable options. ZipChair furniture for fans. We're back in a moment. Jaguars wide receivers had a pretty good day. We'll break it down after this on Huddle Up. Welcome back. It's Huddle Up. It is Wednesday. J.P. Shadrick, John Ozier, Jeff Lagerman, our entire crew from the Team Hotel in Troy, Michigan. The Jaguars and the Detroit Lions joint practice today and again tomorrow. And then uh, the Jags are on their own Friday. And then it's preseason week two, Saturday. One o'clock kickoff time at Ford Field in downtown Detroit. The Lions and the Jaguars coming up. So we're breaking down today's joint practice. Full pads today. Some fans out there. And the Detroit fans got to get a look at Calvin Ridley today for the first time. And there were a couple of moments, John, in practice where he stood out. And one I saw early in seven-on-seven near the goal line, he breaks out to the left, front left pylon, makes a catch over a defender, tells him all about it. And it turns out they grew up in Florida together. So there's a little bit of that going on with Calvin Ridley today. But um, you know, Christian Kirk had one a similar play on the front right pylon today for a touchdown down in that uh, kind of tight goal line area in seven on seven. So there was another deep ball to Ridley today too. So um, the receiving group here, we've heard all about them all camp, but they're continuing to make plays. Yeah, I thought Trevor also had a nice play. I think it was to Ingram in the in the final eleven on eleven, where he got saw the defender coming off about a twenty yard pass down the field, which I thought was good considering that felt like the most live time of practice to me. I, I, had a, I watched the offense the whole day, and I, I had kind of a funny, uh, I guess, feeling about it. I wasn't overly dazzled. Uh, Calvin really had a, a beautiful deep route, and it looked like uh, the Lions cornerback lost him, and he was about 15 yards open. So my first impression was I wasn't dazzled, and then I thought, well, I wasn't dazzled, but they still looked good. So I think that's just sort of what you expect now. And it seems like every practice you go out there and Ridley does something that he makes look routine that's not routine, I guess is what I'm getting at, Jeff. So I think that's a good thing when you're not dazzled by something you see offensively and it's just what they do. Right. And I, th- I thought it was a, a good day. Yeah. Not a great day, but a good day, which, you know, look, you start stacking good days together and you're going to win a lot of football right. games. And, you know, think about, adding Calvin Ridley to the current mix that you have. I mean, let's not forget that Zay Jones and Christian Kirk, I think the only duo in the league that had 80 catches mm-hmm. last year together. I mean, that's tremendous. And now you're adding a, a talent that uh, looks like he's a, a step above even those two guys. So I, I think it's going to be exciting. And they're, and they're getting great work in, and they're competitive as all get out. And, and that's what you really like to see. And, and Trevor, I think, is – is still getting better, and he's not perfect. He still makes some mistakes. There was one play where he faked the handoff and went to hit a slant right to his right, and he missed it by like you know I don't think three yards or something like that. And, and it was it was what well, I loved about what happened next after the drill. Trevor and Christian Kirk work, worked on the exact mm-hmm. same play. Yeah. 
I mean, when you have a quarterback that sits there and goes, Dadgummit, I need to work on that. So the play or the group period ends, and he goes over and has Christian run the exact same route, fakes the handoff, makes the throw, and this time he hits it. I mean, that's what you want to see out of a quarterback. And that wasn't like the coaches said, hey, Trevor, come on over here. We need to work on that. He did that. And the receivers are pros, too. They're, if not ahead of them, they know what's coming. They're there. On Huddle Up, Jeff, I like to ask questions of the scout because Bucky's kind oh, of a scout. Yes. He wears different hats. So okay. I know you're kind of a scout as well. You could do that. Um, explain to me Zay Jones. I think people know Christian Kirk, and they know Ridley very well. And, and they get a lot of pub. What is it about Zay Jones that makes him good, and why is he so important to what they do? Well, I, I, let me answer the second part of that first. He's the leader okay. of that group. And, and you're talking a, a, a great group that has – strong performers he's the leader and all you got to do is watch the dynamic when when they're in practice you can tell that he's the guy that gets out front he's the guy that talks and you can tell they all get along and it's because of Zay Zay's got a a, a tremendous magnetic personality Mm -hmm. that I think really draws people in I mean you've talked to him before and he's a joy to talk to and he's not a bore right and uh, Christian is a little bit more quiet and Ridley being the new guy on the block you can tell that Zay's kind of the leader of that group. And from talking uh, to the wide receiver coach, Chad Hall, he said as much to me the week before last, said that Zay's really the leader of that group. But he's also an excellent performer. He's competitive as all get out, and he works hard at his craft. And he's got a skill set that's not to be just kind of dismissed. I mean, and that's that's the impressive part about Zay. Better deep runner, I mean, a better deep receiver than I think he gets credit for. Trevor said the best double move route runner on the roster last year was Zay Jones. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah, absolutely. In and out, and then all of a sudden breaking open down yeah. the field. And, and yeah, and he's got you know really good speed. I mean, he's got a lot of strong assets. And we know all this, too, already, but I mean, get, this is a smart wide receiver group, mm-hmm. too. You, you have to really know this entire offense because they're – flipping routes at the line, but they don't have time to change positions where they're lined up in their splits. you got to run – Zay's got to run Christian's route and vice versa, and they did that a bunch last year. Add Ridley to that mix, and you'll, you'll have some combinations against secondaries that you should have some advantages, you know. You, you compare the Jaguars wide receiver group to, like, the Detroit Lions, and, look, they've got a really good one in Amon Ross St. Brown. Yeah. He's really good, okay? But after him – this wide receiver group that the Jaguars have, I can guarantee the Lions would love to have this group. And I, I'm talking not just the top four or five guys. You go past the four or five guys that the Jaguars have, and you got some legitimate mm-hmm. players that deserve to play in this league, from Tim Jones to Austin to uh, 83. I mean, Jacob Harris, I mean, Elijah Cooks. These guys, and guys. Cooks is a young player, yeah. rookie. He's, he needs some time yet, but – I mean, there's some Just guys. Just like it's always been around here. I mean, that's <laughs> yeah. You wish. <laughs> Is that right? It's it's a deep group, and I can tell you, if you if you took away the top two guys, okay, let's take Ridley and and who's going to be number two? You're going to take Christian out, or you're going to take let's Zay? Say out? Kirk for stats. Okay, let's take Kirk out. So now we got Zay and the rest. You'd feel okay, right? You'd sit there and you go, well, we're unproven, but we feel confident about the prospect of this young group because we feel like. These guys are going to be able to compete. And, I, and literally, if you take the two top two guys out, you're probably not even looking. I think you're still better than a Detroit Lions. Right, especially if you consider Ingram a receiver. 
which That's yeah. right. you yeah. all said, and they get really deep on guys. Deep group, wide. good group, and it's exciting, and it's going to be very hard come cut down day when they have to make the decision for that position group, not only two ways. One, how many are you going to keep, and who are you going to keep? The start of the NFL season is just around the corner, and we can't wait for you to be back at the bank. The Jags host the Dolphins next Saturday, August 26th. Lock in those seats now. Call 904-633-2000 or visit jaguars.com slash tickets. We'll wrap it up in a moment. This is Huddle Up. Auto Group Jackson. Final moments, J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman, John Ozier on Huddle Up on this Wednesday afternoon from the Team Hotel in Troy, Michigan. All right, so one practice down, one more tomorrow, no pads. Yeah, and help me out here, Logs. I, you know me, I'm a pro. I want to do a good job tomorrow, but tell me how to watch this thing without pads. Uh, well, you just watch. Okay. Well, all right. Well, well. Thank you. Uh, no, I, and I, I, I get the feeling that you are hopeful that the second practice against the Detroit Lions would be in pads as well. Well, uh, you know, I, I don't ask for much. You can come out and say it, John. It's, it's okay. I, I was hoping a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the uh, the rules are is that you can be in pads uh, if you were. I mean, you you. If you're in, you can be in pads for two consecutive days and then take a day off and then be back in pads for two consecutive days again. Or you can be in pads for three consecutive days and then you have to take, I think it's like uh, two two or three days off yeah, the without pads. Yeah, had one of those early. Right, so they could have been in pads. And uh, I get the impression that Dan Campbell probably would have liked to have been in pads. But look, uh, here, here's the thing. I don't, okay, I don't. I believe in what Doug Peterson decides. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The guys won a Super Bowl. I haven't. And he's been a highly successful coach. I trust his judgment. And if that's what he believes is best for his football team, Johnny, Absolutely. then we're going to accept it and we're going to like it. I said, well, I'll accept it. I'll accept it. <laughs> I, I think Doug's a strong enough person that he can understand if I don't like it. But no, and again, health this time of year is paramount. You had three guys injured today in some capacity. Let's not have any more. I'm curious, uh, you know, how after today's practice and what happens tomorrow, uh, does that affect any playing time in the game on Saturday? Do you expect some starters to go? Well, I don't I, expect many starters to play. I, I, JP, I, I said this uh, in our, our meeting last week when we were getting ready for the Dallas game, and uh, Johnny, I said that uh, I would be surprised if anybody played starter-wise against the Detroit Lions just because the whole reason that you come to a place like Detroit to practice with the Detroit Lions is to have a controlled environment for your starters so that so that you can have a lot of reps with them in practice and if we watch today's practice a lot of first team reps Mm -hmm. so now in the game is a great opportunity to evaluate the guys that you got to decide are they going to be good enough to make my football team? Right. Or With not? one fewer preseason game, what you're talking about comes into play even more. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, for me, controlled reps for my starters and less likely of getting them hurt because I'm not probably not going to play them in a game. So I don't think they will. A great opportunity to evaluate the guys that you need to look at, which is your twos, threes, and right. fours in a game environment when the lights are bright come Saturday afternoon. And then the last preseason game against Miami at home, you've got two weeks from that game until the start of the season. So I think that's a great opportunity to get your start as some really, really good reps. 
See what Doug Peterson decides moving ahead. The Jaguars and the Lions practice tomorrow, same time in the morning. Uh, Jags AM tomorrow, right, from uh, Allen Park. Look forward to that. And that's from the practice field. We'll be back here tomorrow, 4 o'clock, with um, Jaguars Happy Hour and then the Doug Peterson Show. And the uh, Jaguars AM was from the grassy knoll today. Was it? Grassy knoll. it was. It was a grassy knoll. There, right there, right where the car parked, out, right out of the tailgate, actually. Yeah, yeah nice, nice setup. I was watching you guys over there. Pretty nice. I did a nice job. By the way, the, by the, way, the, uh, the Detroit Lions have a nice facility. It ain't as nice as the as the Mac. The Miller Electric, Miller Center. Electric Center, yes. Okay. You. The Miller Electric Center, because I, I got a little mini tour. You guys know I, I kind of told the security guard. I said, hey, can I use the bathroom? And he said, hey, let me, I'll take you in and I'll show you. And so he took me in and he said, I said, hey, you, well, we're in here. You mind if I get a little tour? And so I got a tour. I mean, I got to see you all. You get some lunch, dude? What no. Are you doing? Well, I got, I got coffee. <laughs> okay, I got a little right. cup of coffee and everything. So I got to see the facility. They got, they got a nice setup, but it's not as nice as the Miller Electric Center. Logs, thanks for jumping in today. Hey, I enjoyed it, it and uh, it'll be good to get Bucky back in here. He's a much prettier face. That's Jeff Lagerman. That's John Osier. Thanks to our entire crew, Brent Reber, Dave DeCandis, Joe Fortunato, David Cho back home, and Patrick Cavanaugh cutting sots today. For our entire crew, I'm J.P. Shadrick. Thank you for watching Huddle Up.